we're in lovely people. What's crack a lacking? I'm going to start this off with a cheeky little quote. So, in healing the gut, consider a pleiotropic approach. So we stand a greater chance of success by considering pleiotropic approaches or gut cocktails consisting of natural pleiotropic agents. So pleiotropic is Greek, pleo meaning many, and tropine meaning to turn, to convert. I'll probably pronounce that wrong. The tropine is T-R-E-P-E-I-N. Anyway, substances are those that invoke multiple mechanisms and provide multiple effects. Some nutrients are pleiotropic by their very nature, impacting on several systems of the body. Oof, it's quite heavy. Anyway, yeah, so I wanted to basically do a short form of a podcast. I'm going to try and hold myself to 15 to 20 minutes for this one and go over some information about the gut and about intestinal permeability. And it's something that I went to an education session, session, session on Saturday that's just gone. And it's something that I've been doing a lot more reading about. Uh, and I've been working with clients more now because of just basically being busier taking on more clients working part-time for a company as a nutritionist and i'm seeing people not just for i suppose sports nutrition related uh, goals you know burn body fat increase muscle mass fuel training recover from training all that kind of jazz so today is going to be an introduction to uh, intestinal permeability basically so to put that in context Everyone starts to hear a bit about the gut and gut health now. So good and bad bacteria, people have heard about probiotics, people have heard about fermented foods and uh, increasing the population of good bacteria to bad bacteria, all that jazz. So imagine you've got your, you know, your, your population in your gut and now think about the surround, the surround, the surrounding membrane of the gut. So you've got like a gut wall and imagine there's kind of tight junctions. So you've got kind of like a cheesecloth around your gut and that's basically where I'm going to take this conversation today because it's interesting it's one of those things where actually in some people not everyone but in some people intestinal permeability so that wall the mucosal membrane of the gut the cheesecloth let's use that kind of chat may become compromised so it may not be functioning normally so that means that certain macromolecules food substances, for example, may leak out of the gut. And this whole leaky gut kind of concept or uh, side of research or um, a term has, has basically been born and it, and it all kind of works around an inflammatory response as a result of someone having a leaky gut. So an activated immune response, basically. And it's interesting because you can take that and it doesn't have to be completely via food that this inflammatory response occurs. And it's one of those things where we'll probably be more food focused with this because that's where we can talk about adding in certain foods to heal the gut, looking at foods that might be causing an inflammatory response and jeopardizing the integrity of you know, your intestinal membrane, your, your cheesecloth or whatever you want to call it. So I suppose if we bring it back down to the very basics, your, your immune system is activated as a result of something. So this could be genetics, 
it could be an infection, there could be toxic chemicals or something, you know, in relation to your job, or you could be picking up something around in the environment. This could be the dietary components. So we'll obviously talk about the low-hanging fruit, the gluten, the dairy, the refined sugars, the nightshades, the fatty foods, all these things for people. People are gonna delicit, delicit. People are gonna elicit different responses to different types of foods. That could also be smoking, there could be drugs and vaccines in there, socioeconomic status, oh, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole at the moment, and then incidental exposures, so sunlight and then anything like coffee consumption or anything you're drinking. So let's just say your immune system is activated because of one of those components. And then let's just take, you know, in response to food or bacterial or a viral or a parasitic infection, your body jumps into response, switches on the immune system, and it develops cells as well as antibodies in order to recognize and destroy invaders. And that's basically when those two work together. So say, for example, the integrity of your gut wall, this cheesecloth, this lining is compromised, and these macromolecules, so let's take food, for example, leak out of the gut your body is then going to create a response to this and that's where inflammation over time may occur and then people might have illicit different symptoms to that so it could be bloating it could be acid reflux it could be changes in mood um, all those things i'm not going to go down there putting on weight or body fat and that kind of thing but you you know you know if you've got something that isn't quite you know, functioning normally, if you have a sore stomach, if you have flatulence, if your stool changes, something like that. People that are listening to this, this will resonate with some and then others, you know, you may be very lucky and, and you've never had any kind of gastrointestinal issues and you're absolutely fine and dandy and you're just listening for a little bit of uh, education, which is really, really cool and fine. So it's, in essence, it's that inflammatory response and then over time, your, broad, your body is producing a response to the macromolecules, for example, that are coming out of the gut and into the system. So your body breaks down tissue, tries to destroy, you know, whatever it is. So if it's the food substance, if it's the infection, virus, parasite, whatever. And then where people might, you know, go down the line of becoming unwell over time is that our bodies destroy this tissue whatever it is and then make healthy tissue or regenerate and then it's that concept of actually when we're healthy or say younger your body's making healthy tissue breaking down tissue that isn't good and you're turning over whereas you might then get to the point where you're actually breaking down your own tissue and you're not remaking healthy tissue and then over time that inflammatory response starts to really compound into well, of course, it could be anything. Cardiovascular disease, arthritis, all that jazz. So it's one of those things. People don't just wake up and have these things happen to them. Maybe some people do through genetics. But over time, it's that inflammatory response that is building Okay, as a result of your immune system. So that kind of puts a few things into context and sets this conversation up. So you think we start upstream. So we're starting upstream with what's going in. And then this conversation is going to lead further forward in terms of the foods. Okay, so the foods are going in 
and we're looking globally now at the intestinal permeability and then if that is compromised an inflammatory response happens due to the immune system jumping into action and then we can then explore what's happening as a result of this and how how do we alleviate that situation how do we improve how do we get back to normal function that's the kind of thing so it's uh yeah it's that pleiotropic approach i always forget that l in there so yeah it's super interesting and it's one of those things where if we take a bit of a dive into the low-hanging fruit in terms of food for example let's just pick gluten you know protein fraction of most cereals including wheat barley rye people start to understand that kind of thing and then people may elicit different responses so let's dive into a little bit of that so there's the celiac disease so as you know that's quite a lot more severe response people are diagnosed with that there's wheat allergy ige so that's something you can be tested for there's non-immune nutritional deficiency complications so that's a little bit more kind of oh, we have to scratch under the surface and find those things and then more recently it's that non-celiac gluten sensitivity so someone might have gone down the road and, and been tested for celiac and, and it not come back uh, positive for example and then they've been still not feeling great eating gluten they're like the test says this but actually i still don't really feel great so that's that kind of non-celiac gluten sensitivity it's something where you can look up and you can take this information away and you can do a bit more research in your own time so that's that's what these podcasts are all about i suppose it gives me a bit of a canvas to talk about some of the things i'm reading and i'm listening to and then you guys can jump onto certain information that resonates with you and then you can do a little bit more reading and understand it so it's like i don't know someone might have listened to this who has been diagnosed celiac someone might not feel good on wheat for example and then they want to kind of explore okay what can i go and do what can the gp do for me in terms of testing do i need to go and see a specialist how do i feel on foods do i want to try and i don't know remove gluten for um, two weeks or so see how i feel is that going to clear anything up for me um, and it's something that you can do that's you know that's, that's very very easy and then you can pick other foods and things like that as well so say for example dairy or, or fatty foods or spicy foods or refined sugar and then when i'm talking about refined sugar i mean no added sugar so very simply trying to stay away from processed foods fruit and things like that fine but you know you pick what you think may make the difference for you for those first 10 days to two weeks and then you can kind of start to move around. Okay, I'm going to take this out. How does my body feel? I'm going to put this back in. How does my body feel? But in essence, we start the conversation upstream with, okay, there's an inflammatory response triggered by X. And in this conversation, it's going to be triggered by something food-based. And we have an immune response to that. And then in essence, we then have a, a leaky gut. And our body's then producing an autoimmune, so that's when the word's going to start coming out here, autoimmune response to that food. And then I've introduced gluten, for example, because it's the easiest thing for people to, to kind of jump onto and, and understand, because more people understand what celiac disease is, more people are starting to look at non-celiac gluten sensitivity, for example. So... Yeah, in terms of gut health, it's just having a bit more of a of an understanding of the good and bad bacteria in the gut, but then we have this gut lining, and it's something to to look at, and then it's that increased intestinal permeability initiates this auto 
immune response. So I suppose in the short form of trying to bring this all together, that in essence is the thing right at the start. And it's it gets more complicated with basically trying to test for autoimmune responses in terms of foods. You know, what are the best tests? What are the most accurate? You know, in my, in my opinion, as a as a young practitioner, I'm still trying to work that out. You know, you can go to companies like Genova Diagnostics, for example. You can go to companies like Biolab, for example. I'm not affiliated or make any money from any of those. Um, but that's that's in your journey if you want to start looking at, okay, I'm going to do some tests. I'm going to see what comes back. And uh, it might be nothing. And you know if you feel good or you feel bad on certain foods and what may be compromising you, for example. But say you get down the line of doing a few tests and then hopefully I'll release a podcast, maybe diving more into these. So do we look at a food panels test? Do we look at a stool test? Do we look at something like hair mineral? Um, what's the efficacy behind those? I'd love to kind of put a bit more information together for that and bring that out for people. But let's just say in essence, for this short form of the pod, you have found out that uh, you elicit a response, an antibody or a, an immune response to gluten or dairy or nightshades or refined sugar. And then you're looking to remove that type of food to then basically avoid the inflammatory trigger. So it's one of those things where in some people you might have to avoid it forever because it's really severe and then in others you need to take it out so that you're not throwing fuel onto the fire so say you've got this situation where there is an inflammatory response occurring it's resulting in bloating acid reflux loose stool whatever it is you've identified this so in best case scenario and that might take time you might need to work with a practitioner or a specialist nutritionist um, following medical services to figure out what that thing is. And once you have a better understanding of what that is, you're removing it and you're then, in essence, avoiding this inflammatory trigger because you found out, okay, most of these things I don't have any kind of adverse effect to. Um, everything else is in line, you know, hopefully. So genetics aren't causing any 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 issues in terms of inflammatory response. You've got no t- infections. You've got no kind of toxic exposures. You don't smoke. Um, you don't take any s- drugs and things. But again, I'm not too sure how many of those might cause an inflammatory response. It's very individual. You haven't had any kind of adverse sunlight exposure. You're not a coffee drinker. So it is the diet component. And you found out that it is a certain food or you know, in this conversation, gluten, you've then removed that. So you're avoiding the inflammatory trigger. And then the next step is how do we look to heal the gut? And that's the interesting thing. So always looking to start upstream. And then from a nutritionist's point of view, if you're working with someone one-on-one, that's why it's important to understand your food environment, understand what you've been doing in terms of, uh, health and wellness over the years how have you been eating um have you been taking any kind of medication how do you feel on certain foods how do you wake up and what are your bowel movements all that kind of thing so you get that very regulated and it's something that you can do yourself anyway but then often obviously people pay someone like myself just to organize all that lay it on the table and have a little bit of a look and be like right actually i am bloating or 
I've got loose stool or I'm not feeling good and uh, I want to figure out I want to figure out what that is and why that is best case scenario you've identified the inflammatory trigger we've gone upstream and been like right we're not just going to throw X in we're not just going to chuck in supplements we're not just going to uh, give you a healthier diet per se we want to go upstream and we want to figure out what's causing this inflammatory response which is rearing its head to then produce x in terms of symptoms or to then you know over time unfortunately make your body break down more tissue more healthy tissue than it's generating or break down tissue that's not going to be there but then isn't you know bringing bringing back and and creating creating uh, healthy tissue or good tissue. I suppose just repeating myself, but just trying to figure this out and trying to put it all together. So you've done that, and now we want to include the dietary, I suppose dietary selections that heal intestinal permeability, and that's something where I'd be super interested to open that up, um, get some other guests and people on that have worked with individuals or individuals that even tried stuff and practiced techniques and things on themselves or they've really come through some kind of protocol and they've felt better but yeah that's definitely going to be in the next pod so this was stage one cheeky little introduction to autoimmunity and bringing this concept of an inflammatory response out, talking about intestinal permeability, so that membrane, that cheesecloth around the guts of those tight junctions. And then when they get compromised, is figuring out what's compromising them. And if it is a dietary component, going in and understanding what dietary component. So I've covered a little bit of testing, haven't given you know, really specific, you need to go to this lab and spend this money because this will help you do this and it's super accurate because that kind of style of things is still is still developing and, and uh, I need to take advice on what would be the best test for person with X symptom and it's all very individual. But say, for example, you find out what it is, you know, you're tested positive for X, you then pull out that food so it's avoiding that inflammatory trigger for two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is. Again, you might need to get some more specific. And then we're including that dietary selection, that pleiotropic approach to heal the intestinal permeability. So this is episode one of my little kind of gut health, autoimmunity, intestinal permeability series. So definitely tune in for part two when we dig into some of these foods protocols um, down the line to then help someone once they've identified what the inflammatory trigger is and they've removed it what we're going to put in to start to heal the intestinal permeability sweet so as always get around this share this to people big feed up hq you can find it on soundcloud and itunes i know you found it because you were listening to it but tell people about it Drop me a line, give me some comments and things. I love it when I meet people and speak to people and they're like, oh, I've listened to your podcast and I'd really like you to do an episode on X. But I'm going to do these solo pods because it's just a great canvas for for me to get some of my thoughts out. And uh, especially if I'm covering information in terms of my own personal development, basically bringing it to you guys for free because sometimes it's important to to get some knowledge out or some information out. So, yeah, have a good one and looking forward to bringing part two.